What's up, guys? This is Maddie Farrow, and welcome to the show where we cover all things family, business, and testing your limitations. It's time to talk about the little rad things. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Little Rad Things podcast. This is your host, Maddie Farrow, and I am super stoked to be bringing you another episode of the show today. Um, I've got my co-host back. David's back for a quick hit episode um, to discuss something that we recently decided to take on as a family. And when I say family, the kids were not necessarily involved in it, but we want to talk today about the 75 hard. Um, I almost said 75 hard challenge, and it's not a challenge. Somebody on the official official Facebook group actually told me it's it's not a challenge. So don't say challenge, apparently, in conjunction with it. Um, but I'm excited to talk about this. So David, welcome back, husband. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I got to take a couple weeks off, uh, and she decided that uh, she was going to have me back and see if I couldn't touch on the subject of 75 hard with her as well. Yes. So you're probably wondering what is the 75 hard. If you've never heard of it before, um, it's something that's really taken off probably within the last year and a half. But it is a program, not a fitness program. It's really a mental toughness program that was founded by the creator of Forced, First Form Nutrition, Andy Frisilla. Um, David and I found Andy Frisilla probably back in 2019 um, when I first was working as a franchise opening specialist. I started listening to Andy because he he is really business focused and centric in his podcast. He's just really real, right, David? Yeah, I mean, everything that he does is just so captivating to your ears and your mind and his his outlook on, on business, his outlook on life, his outlook on politics, you know, it kind of just, it fit like my structure a lot and it fit Madison's as well. And, you know, we really just kind of got consumed by some of his information that he was putting out. Yeah, he, he is very straightforward. He talks a lot about how you can benefit yourself. He's no BS, um, a lot about business operations and strategies. And he's overall, in my opinion, a marketing genius. Um, his company was one of the first, first companies that took on ambassadorships. So having the average person who has a decent following promote his products, right? And so for a kickback. So, um, he's, he's very, um, well educated, I think, and educated probably isn't even the proper term, um, when it comes to, to different strategies to gain attention, um, without you really noticing that you're giving him attention. So 75 hard is this program that he came up with, um, when he was overweight, um, but it's essentially 75 days of mental toughness. And what that incorporates is for the 75 days, you have to give up alcohol. You have to work out twice for 45 minutes at a time. And one of those workouts has to be outside. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to take a progress picture every single day, um, as well as read 10 pages of a book and then drink a gallon of water. So there's those five critical tasks, technically six if you count the, the secondary workout, um, but it's tough. Yeah, it's it's very challenging, and some of them were super easy for me. Like, I'm not an avid reader. I love water. I love fitness. 
like the eating healthy stuff, you know, we always kind of live by a strict code of, of what we put into our bodies for, for many years. But, um, the reading part was probably the most challenging for me because I'm, I'm not an avid reader and it's not something that I've ever really been super into. And, and that I felt like was my biggest challenge throughout the 75 days, which me, myself, I had just completed day 80 and I forgot to do one of the steps, which Madison will fill you in about the requirements. So technically I have never completed 75 hard. Madison is our only uh, completing participant. Whoop whoop, girl power. But we'll get further into my story and my scenario and my situation as well. Yeah, and I think in all fairness, for me, uh, while I completed 75 hard, I would say that I had opportunities when I do it the next time to be a little more specific and challenging in terms of the goals that I set for myself. So within the 75 hard program, um, you get to choose the the diet and that was the other piece i didn't mention yeah. that's one of yeah. the one of the facets of it as well is you get to choose you a diet and you have to stick to it for 75 days and so david and i chose to do this at six weeks postpartum for myself to help me jump start um, my fitness routine feeling better in my skin because I gained a lot of weight with Jackson and having a second baby is just overall very hard on your body. Um, so we decided to take on this program. We actually, I had a, um, a boss who completed it and I just saw a tremendous shift in his personality, the way he looked on the outside. Um, and it was really motivating to see him go through the program um, and where he was at after he did it really encouraged me to want to do it really quickly after I had Jackson. Yeah. And that was, it was something that I had exercised in my mind, thought about many, many times, but it was like, oh, well, this holiday's coming up or this birthday or that. And it just, it never fit into our schedule or regimen or whatever. But that's what life is all about, right? Is you're always making sacrifices for something later on down the road, or I'm going to get to the gym next week, or I don't have time today. Or, And when, when one of our friends had came over and he had just completed the challenge and to kind of hear his take and his perspective of, of how it sculpted him mentally, physically, emotionally. And, and it was like really that, that click in both of our heads that it was like, all right, it's go time. We don't care about Christmas. We don't care about birthdays. We don't care about holidays with the family in the aspect of, oh, that's going to get in the way of drinking or that's going to get in the way of unhealthy eating. It's time for us to take on this challenge. Which you're always much better at motivating me to take on a challenge before I'm ready. I had some concerns about starting 75 hard so quickly after having a baby, but David has always been my key motivator. Of, Don't be weak. You got this. And so we jumped right in and, um, it's, it's tough. And while I say I have opportunities, I will not say that it was easy because 75 days of doing two workouts a day is, can become very strenuous on your body. And I can speak to my experience and, you know, David, you can tell your side. And nor is this a, a poor me David situation because in, in the same regard, Madison has a 
a newborn. She's postpartum. She's on her second child, and and we have a two and two month old when we start this, and he is chaos on wheels, and she's breastfeeding and all like her her task list for the day is, is way more way more strenuous and taller than mine my my time schedule is kind of what gets in my way yeah so david's schedule is insane um for me my 75 hard to lay out my day always looked like waking up at 4 30 in the morning i would quickly bank out 10 pages of reading before the the boys would wake up and then our chaos of the day would start um, as soon as I dropped them off at school in the morning, I would bank out a 45-minute walk no matter what the weather was like. Um, and there for the first little bit, Jackson was actually home with me. So there was one day um, that he was home with me in the first six weeks of 75 Hard before he started daycare um, that it was raining outside, not tremendously, but drizzling. And I texted David and I was like, I don't know what to do. It's raining. And so I ended up covering Jackson up enough that I could go for a walk still with him, um, despite the fact that it was drizzly and gross out. But that's one of the, the key things of the program is you can never really make those exceptions for, um, for working out outside. If it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's freezing, if, if it's a tornado, like you're still supposed to get your workout outside with the caveat of being safe, right? Like you don't actually go walk in a tornado. <laughs> and I mean, minus having your newborn, some of it is exciting, right? Like I had some moments throughout the 80 days where I would look at the radar and it was like, oh, it's going to rain at three. And I'm like, perfect. I'm going to go out and put my running shoes on at 305 and I'm going to, I'm going to battle this, you know, I want to, I want to feel those situations. I want to challenge myself mentally. Yeah, and and put yourself in those those circumstances where it can be difficult. Um, so I would get my walk done, like I said, pretty early in the morning. So I would have two tasks knocked out um, in that time frame too. From the moment I woke up till about nine o'clock, I would try to get at least thirty six ounces of water down to be well on my way with the water completion. So that through the secondary workout, I knew if I went pretty hard in my second workout, like I typically would do something CrossFit based, that I would chug another 36 ounces. So if I had two, two 36 ounces bottles done by lunchtime, I knew it was going to be no problem to get the rest in throughout the rest of the day. Um, but what the program really taught me was that as methodical as I am about scheduling my day, adding those five, six tasks to my day really made me even more um, time conscious. And just, I don't know, for me, it gave me some anxiety, honestly. And it's kind of nice to be done the program just for the extent of, I don't feel this tall task and anxiety or pressure to get you two workouts in, in a day right now. I mean, there were elements of it that I really liked, that we've that I've carried on now that I've been finished for about a week. Um, like I like going for a walk, but I don't feel pressure to keep walking for 45 minutes. It's like I go out, get two miles in 30 minutes and I'm done. Um, and everybody's got a different situation. That's the biggest thing, right? Everybody's got a different schedule. Some people function better in the afternoon. Some people get up early. Some people stay up late at night and, the biggest thing that I've learned throughout the whole entire process is how much time we actually waste. 
Because when you become time conscious and you start thinking, I have this task to complete, I have that task to complete, I, oh, I still have 10 pages to read tonight, um, making sure your meals are planned accordingly, making sure you got your protein shake so you have the energy that's desired for the workout, like that's when you actually sit back and you go, I don't have the five to 10 minutes for social media today. I don't have the blah, 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 blah. And you just become really calculated in all your decisions that you make. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, that's so profound is you get the power to say no. And um, for for us, we're not super outgoing people anyway. We tend to keep to ourselves a lot and stay at home with our kids. I think we've had a babysitter once, maybe twice the entire time since Paxton's been born, and he's almost two and a half. Um, so it's not like we're out and about a lot, but the power of saying no to things like if – family wants to come in town and go out drinking well no like we don't have time for that today we have a lot of things that we want to accomplish and that doesn't feed into the goals or the lifestyle that we want to live anymore um so i think that piece of it was really cool for us and i mean on david's end his schedule um just to go back to that i think what's what's crazy about 75 hard is just if you aren't able to build a consistent schedule like i was able to the challenge just becomes even more insane and challenging (laughs) challenging i was going to try to use a different word than challenging again but like just so mentally draining because david with traveling for work would get up and do a workout at like 3 a.m and then have to do his other one at like 7 p.m in west coast time because he had a six-hour flight to the west coast and i mean your your challenge was on a whole nother level than mine i think for me like i have an extremely addictive personality like if if a task is put in front of me i just like there's i believe personally there's no task too tall and i love a challenge so when it came to this it was like how can I restructure my day? And then it got to the point where like drinking water, I crush water all day with or without the program. It's just my jam. I don't, I drink coffee and then rest of the day I drink water. Uh, The reading was something like I've been super interested in getting back into because my wife's such an avid reader and I know how sharp it makes her and, and how quick she is with, with words from her brain and how bad I can struggle at that and the diet stuff. Like we enjoy eating healthy and living healthy and all the rest of this stuff. But like the biggest challenge for me was like, how do I plan this all throughout a day? That's unplannable, right? Like I, I literally wake up in the morning at three thirty in the morning and I, and I like to, to do some affirmations or, or maybe a little bit of meditation, you know, try to get my mind right, try to get my breathing right. And then I would jump into reading. And I knew that that was the best way for me to start my day is to, to get my 10 pages. Or if I was super indulged, I would be like, okay, I'm going to read 15 pages. And, and then, uh, I would get in the shower and we try to do our little family routine first thing in the morning of getting the kids ready and breakfast. And then I zoom out the door and then I get to work. And as soon as I get to work, it's just full blown chaos. Yeah. And it's chaos at home too. <laughs> oh, and, and that's what I said. This is by no means a poor me, but once I pull out of the driveway at the house, I lose 12, 14 hours because 
of how consumed I get at work. And, and, I, and I did really well throughout the whole thing of saying I, I have to set guidelines and I have to say, like, I'm taking lunch today. I'm not going to miss my lunch and work through lunch. Like, those hours are going to be way more beneficial for me to go to the gym for an hour than it's going to be to skip my lunch to work through lunch because I'm going to be irritated. I'm going to be agitated. And and it, it was helpful in, in some of those ways. But the travel stuff is, is where it got really challenging and West Coast flights and garage entry in, in my job of working in NASCAR. We have a thing called garage entry and, and NASCAR says, okay, all the people are allowed to come into our garage at 6 a.m. and you're going to be there till 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. Well, how do you how do you exercise if you're in the garage all day? Um, you just well, break out some squats. Yeah, and, and I did, and I learned, and I f- and I learned how to fulfill the requirements of the program throughout by saying, okay, I'm flying out at 6 a.m. I set my alarm for 1 a.m. and I got up at 1 a.m. and then I set them because you had to have three hours in between workouts, and I would set my alarm for 3 a.m. and I would go outside and do another. But I got into this mental fatigue, and it was like. I have to remember that the ultimate goal in my life is to be a husband and a, and a father to my children. And throughout the whole entire program, we did really, really well at making sure that we got all the requirements in. But I felt like me personally, I was letting some of my requirements as a father and a husband start to slip. Well, it's just it's so difficult with David's with David's career. It requires a lot. And so, you know, with his, with his balance, it, I pick up a lot of areas that he can't fulfill. But when it, but when it became a point that at eight o'clock at night, he has to go out and work out for the first time because he wasn't able to get his first workout in before he left for work. That's when it started to become really, really daunting. And I mean, you did so well the first, the first go. You got to what, like day? So what day was the, it? It was day forty-five. <laughs> and the the I'm gonna jump in here for a second, Madison. I she holds the keys to the city because she's such a great talker. But um, literally, I, it was the most challenging day of the whole entire program as far as West Coast flights track schedule, the way it was all, we're in Las Vegas. I knew it was like, I had to plan it out perfectly. And it wasn't, it wasn't so much that, um, I was going to miss for fam- family requirements. It was that I had, uh, by the time I got off of the West coast flight back to the East coast, it was going to put me into the next day. And I was super time conscious of making sure that I was within east coast 12 o'clock not west coast 12 o'clock so i stuck to my routine of hours and schedule and i missed a progress pick that is what i did i missed a picture of myself in a mirror but i fulfilled every other requirement throughout the 24-hour day and i missed a picture of myself andy would say your shit's weak yeah, and it was. It was. I missed it. And I and, and everybody's like, oh, you're going to start over because you missed a picture? And I said, it's about accountability. And I'm willing to hold myself accountable. And what I did is I watched my wife continue on day 46. And I started over and the app said, welcome to day one of 75 hard. And I'm like, I want to smash my phone in half and then beat my head up against the wall. 
Yeah, because you basically ended up doing what, like seventy something, like something eighty ins- days. Yeah, something insane. Um, yeah, it just it, for David, it, it was a lot, and yeah, Andy would say your shit's weak, but weak. But it, it, it is what it is, and David's not done. He's going to do the program again. And then for me, what's cool about 75 Hard 2 is there's different phases once you complete the 75 days. And basically, you have three phases that follow the 75 days that go on for the course of an entire calendar year so that you're reengaging yourself into mental toughness, mental toughness. So phase one... I intend to start after the days. Um, I just think it's going to be a good post-holiday refresh, even though I don't have anything out of the realm to, to do for the holidays. But just so I can give myself some grace and enjoy a glass of wine with Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas Day. Um, but yeah, just what a crazy program that you can miss taking a progress picture of yourself and have to restart. But that was one of my favorite pieces of it was the progress picture because I dropped so much weight. Like I had such a body change, transformational change from day one to day 75. That was that was probably one thing that I dreaded every single day was the progress picture because I'm like, A, I'm not going to be the guy who's just sitting here cranking selfies out. or And I'm not a big picture-driven person. Um but like the progress picture deal, that was challenging for me. So I had, I, after I had forgot to take that progress picture, I set up a reminder. So I would get a notification from the app that said, did you remember to take your progress picture today? And I would like go into the bathroom or, or, or whatever and, and, and take the picture. But yeah, it's, it's different for each person that does the program. Because for me, I, I didn't care about the par- progress picture. It was easy. Not that I take a lot of selfies, but um, I just, it, it was part of my morning. I would read my book, take my picture, go on with my day. So they were both done at the same time. She is very agenda driven where I just kind of shoot from the hip on everything so she had it all planned out accordingly where there was days where I woke up at 3 30 in the morning and worked out and there was days that I read and there was days that I didn't have time to do any of it so I just pushed it off to 10 a.m or noon or 7 p.m like that would have been I would say the biggest thing that I would rethink next time is trying to find balance in an unbalanced schedule and that is why to the point where I got to the other night where I was on day 80 and I had, we, we started this new season, new testing, just new shop hour. And, and I had to do three workouts within 11 hours and my body just said enough. And for me, I'm like, I got to go outside and push myself to the limit versus like, actually what would be considered a rest workout like going for a nice enjoyable walk or you know just riding on the bike and just doing some simple cardio I'm like high intensity high intensity high intensity and my body was just like that's enough I started getting like muscle fatigue and starting getting cramps and headaches and spottiness when I would stand up and I was like I gotta stop like I have to reassess I have to rethink 
I have to reschedule and I'm an accountable per I hold myself accountable for everything and I'm not done and I will do it again. I just have to do it in the right time and it just got to the point where it was becoming an inconvenience. Yeah, that's where David's high achiever mentality doesn't work in you know, in your favor because my workouts every day, one of them was a walk. Um, coming back from postpartum at six weeks, I just knew I wasn't going to be able to maintain running, heavy lifting, trying to do CrossFit for every single workout. So intentionally, I was like, the outdoor workout will always be a walk. And then the other workout will pair with that, whether it's I want to lift one day, I want to do yoga, just something that would be good for my body. And um, I think that actually favored me a lot. And Doing the program again, I would probably stick to something of a similar nature just because two workouts a day for an hour and a half total time is a lot of physical pressure on your body no matter what fitness level you're at. And David tends to push it. Um, Very addictive personality. So he'll go and run five miles and consider that his chill workout and then do CrossFit, um, which is a little extreme. But to each their own, right? I mean... David Goggins did however many pull-ups. I can't think of how many it was, but it, like, tore through his skin, so. I just, I always tell myself, the mind quits before the body. The mind quits before the body. And and honestly, the other night, I got home from testing, and I sat down on the couch, and I knew I had one more workout to do, and I had done three workouts in less than 11 hours. And my body was, like, quitting and my mind wasn't like my mind was saying go outside but my body was like you are not in a good spot and I was like that's it I gotta stop I I'll do I'm gonna continue to to live my life in that manner and follow the program as as best as I can but like I just got to a point where my body was so tired and so fatigued in my mind and the lack of sleep I just I had to stop and I just had to party. No, and that's, that's exactly what it is. But the other thing too is, is that I, it, it it is what it is. And and that's the situation I got to. And I need to come in the door and enjoy dinner with, with my wife and my children and not be worried about running outside the door to go do another workout and rushing the kids to bed so I can go do another workout. And like, I can't let it dictate my life just to, try to accomplish somebody else's program yeah and I think that goes to be said though too like I know Andy goes on a terror about people that say they're doing the program and they don't actually do it and then they say they come they completed it or they put all this stuff on social media and I think it's I think it's very true after completing it if you're gonna do it you need to do it right and if you can't do it like don't tout that you did it and then you cheated a bunch because to fully say you did it, you need to commit to it and know the toughness that it takes to get through it all and not like not put anything out there when you're only doing part of it. Yeah. And and the, not to get too far off into the subject, but even the guy who's scripted the whole entire program, he's gotten to points and none of this is justification or a pity party. But he's gotten to points in his challenge, or not his his program, that he stopped on day 35 because of some situation, mentally, physically, circumstantial. 
and and reassessed and just said, okay, I'm going to try again. I'm not here mentally. Or his dad wanted to have a beer with him one time in Vegas, and he was like, I'm not skipping out on this opportunity to have a beer with my dad in Las Vegas. And, like, for me, like, that's the way I looked at it. It was just – for the season that we're in and, and, and the chaos that's going on in our house with a with a newborn and a two-year-old that's just heck on wheels and it's just it just got to the point where I was trying to serve the program more than I was trying to serve my family and, and it was I just just said okay I'm done and I woke up in the morning and Madison goes did you fulfill your requirements and I said I stopped and and she was like looked I was at, shocked she looked at me and was like what I was like, my my mind, my body, everything was just like, this is not suitable for the season. And well, and I think that's a power that comes with the program too, is understanding when to say no to things that aren't serving you. And I've talked about that on this podcast before, but you said no to doing 75 hard when it wasn't serving you because you weren't getting to spend good time with your family you were so stressed out about all the tasks that you had to complete still when you came home from the end of a work day. And I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to eat pizza. I didn't want to not read. Can we, my... can we pause it, pizza? David, there was one night within the program <laughs> that we ordered pizza. And our diet was 80-20 paleo, which I know some people may say, well, that's cheating. Um, but coming back from postpartum, breastfeeding The baby, 20% is rice. Yeah, That's it. It's pretty much rice. It's rice. And so, um, anyway, we ordered this gluten free pizza, and the delivery guy probably thought we were insane because we get this gluten free pizza, no cheese on it, grilled chicken, bacon, and jalapenos, and pineapple. So it's sauce on a crust. I asked her to order a gluten free pizza with no cheese, and she was like, Are you kidding me? And I'm like, What? what what's kidding about that we're not doing dairy we're not doing gluten like throw some meat and maybe something that'll give it a little kick and we'll be on our way and she's like that's embarrassing i'm like well i mean see what it was day like 50 something for me and if you've done 75 hard then you understand when you get to that point you're just like oh i'm so over this like i had days around day the week 50 um was really really tough and then the last final days were really really tough because you're just so mentally like this is never ending i'm overeating the same stuff all the time like you're just ready for some normalcy but at the same time like i just go back to the progress picture like i can't get over the growth that i had uh, in terms of getting back to myself and then people of course in society and pop culture are like you bounced back and I'm like no I didn't bounce back I worked my ass off to look this way yeah and thing is too is is like through those hard times I couldn't tell you how many times that I've waken up throughout that process and just felt like I could run through walls like just determined just feel great just feel like I could climb a mountain backwards and and to me I think that is the most beneficial part of the whole entire thing the mental toughness that that that's developed yeah and I think I think it's served us well it's you've always David has always been mentally tough but for me it has served me very well in starting the little rad things business and 
like not trying to let myself have a quitter's mentality or even care about what other people think and like don't get me wrong I'm not perfect so I definitely still have moments of weakness but um it's helped me a lot in terms of just handling the ups and downs of owning my own business and being responsible for my results um especially as I know on my last episode I talked about imposter syndrome um as somebody who sets very audacious goals for myself it's it's helped me understand like not to freak out over not hitting a goal immediately. Yeah, for sure. And I didn't quit. I just postponed. I'm under a rain delay. Well, I think that's the beautiful part about the program. So for anyone that's thought about it or tried it before, like, you know, I went on my little tangent about do it to its fullest. I, I think you do have to do that, but there's every opportunity to start again the next day, right? It's always about progress over perfection. So giving yourself that grace to say, okay, I didn't do it right. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to set these parameters and these boundaries. And then if I fall short, I'm going to start over again. And just understanding that, um, to keep yourself going and you'll feel so good once you get it done. And I think what's, what's beautiful about the program in itself is that you do get to pick your diet and your workouts. That's not mandated. And while those alone sound like a tall task, you can make your diet, whatever you want. It's not a weight loss program, and I, I think that's one thing that I will change um, next go round. Just to be really hard on myself is cutting out um, specifically like dark chocolate. I am, I am a closet, not really a closet, um, sugary eater and consumer. So I think if I really restricted my sugar intake, it would be a hell of a lot more challenging than it was this first time. So being really strategic in, in what you pick so that you can achieve it and can can complete it. Um, it'll still be it'll still be plenty tough no matter what you choose. Yeah, and and I would put anybody in the whole entire world up against the challenge of doing the program because the thing is is that all I've the one thing I'll circle before we start to wrap up is like I learned how to value what truly serves me. Yeah. Like I was trying to think of the best way to say that. that's why I kind of get bobbled up in my words. But like when you think about what serves you uh, on a on a daily, like on an hourly, on a minute, like you learn so much about how much stuff in your life is is truly holds no value and I'm not telling you that you should quit drinking or I'm not telling you you should quit eating dairy or I'm not telling you you should work out 19 times a day what I'm telling you is is that there's a lot of things in your daily routine and your monthly habits that don't serve you and they become void fillers or they become convenient factors or and what I learned the last 80 days is what serves me and what doesn't. Yeah, setting those boundaries for yourself. It's its huge. And the power of saying no, which is uh, we all feel like we have the capability of saying no. But as a society, we tend to breed into like that lingering maybe. And I think just the power of being like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have a drink. That's great that you're having a drink. You can try to guilt me, but my answer is still no. 
Um, and I think that's a, another thing that's cool about it all is just understanding too the mentality of people that haven't challenged themselves and like maybe have behaviors that they're not proud of that they try to convey you to get in on, right? Like when you- Everybody tries to drag you back in. When yeah. you step out of their circle or step out of their box, everybody tries to drag you back in. Oh, you don't want to have a drink, David? Oh, you're a loser. Why would you not drink for 80 days? That is stupid. Why would you work out twice a day? Why would you take all gluten and dairy out of your life? That is, that's ridiculous. That's nonsense. But you know what? It's because they're not happy within their their mold. Yeah, and it's it, it's kind of back to what I said about when people say, oh, look at you, you bounce back, you look great. Well, they don't think about the hours of walking and CrossFit and diet diet restrictions I put on myself and the the parameters I put on myself every day to get myself where I'm at. So um, overall, though, 75 hard, um, super interesting program. If you've never heard of it before, I would definitely encourage you to check it out. Um, think about doing it if you're maybe not happy where you're at in your life right now. Um, it, it's just a great way to really test your mental strength and your body and, and take on something that's going to make you better, um, as a person. And like I said, I think, I think Andy Frisilla is a genius because the program is hard and, um, you know, we're buying his supplements now. So the, the secret marketing formula worked on us. <laughs> Yeah, no, it worked great. We got a cabinet full of his stuff, and and he's got great product, and he's he he's a great voice for society, and 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 I enjoy listening to the I enjoy listening to him a lot because of outlook on a lot of things and his mental toughness. Right, there's something about someone who has that mental aptitude that just really makes you want to get up and get out of bed and, and, and try to do a quarter of what he does. Oh yeah, for sure. I, he's one of those people that I would love to sit in a room with someday and just like bounce questions off of, but he's also so smart and stark that I feel like I would bounce a question off of him and he'd say that that was a fucking dumb question. Yeah. Like he's just, he's just so badass when it comes to like being so straightforward. Um, at least that's how it seems on his podcast. So anyway, guys, um, this is our longest show ever, David. Yeah, I mean, it was not meant to be a rant, but some of the stuff has to be in depth. It has to be explained in depth, right? Yeah, so this episode, we appreciate you guys giving us a listen um, about the 75 hard program that I completed and David did but did not. Um, <laughs> Excuse her vulgar mouth today. I did. I, I've tried to bring my, my normal self to the show today. So Vulgar. Hopefully, hopefully nobody um, was listening to this with children around. Um, but anyway, we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, if you have any questions about 75 Hard or you're taking it on, please tag us um, and hashtag little rad things. We would love to see about your journey and um, support you along the way. And um, we ask that if you found value in today's episode, please share it with a friend. Um, we would love to continue to share our reach on this show and just bring value to other people's lives. So thanks for joining, everybody. Hopefully she has me back in the next month. I don't know. We got to work on your, on your vocal voice. 
on your radio voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. David's very vanilla. My dad's a professional DJ for 30 years, and I have no... Vanilla t- voice? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just glad he's talking, because sometimes when we go to restaurants, David will look at the menu and then the lady asks him what he wants to order and he like can't process what he wants to say he knows what he wants to say but this is when you know you've been married for a while because i will just order for him i'm like he's fine he's just having a moment he just wants this i can't articulate thoughts to words those folks are going to help you though um so everybody thanks again and we hope you have a swell rest of your day